listening to the one and only Visionaries Wrestling Network. Envisioning excellence and providing your perfect podcast experience. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we had two weeks off, guys. We have tons of stuff to talk about. We have WWE, we have Crown Jewel. New Japan, AEW, Full Gear's coming up, that and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band for Ringside podcast. Ditch that 9 to 5, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark, so welcome to the Band for Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Smart for Death, and to my left... We have Two Beer, Zach Coleman, making his return, his triumphant return. It's been like a month. What's going on, Two Beer? Dude, this is crazy. I, I mean, I feel like Kane of the podcast. <laughs> Kane, big show, just like popping in, popping out. <laughs> you're not talking about Kane Velasquez. You're talking about... Uh-oh, see, nope. see. You're talking about the big red monster. Nope, because I'm going to last longer than two minutes. And nice. to his left, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow us to bow our heads as I bring down the latest ooh, excuse me, volume of the band from Ring Podcast. Yeah. yeah, right. Volume 130, Chapter 3, Verse 14, and the Good Smart saith, hashtag Boo the Heels. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. It is all good. Shout out to my girl, Becky Balboa. I love you, babe. Um, yeah, two weeks has been different. It's been it was weird. It was weird not being here last week, but it was a quote unquote holiday. It was Halloween, so let the kids, you know, get the candy and all I that get stuff. So many trick or treaters, dude. I'm, it's, they, it's the dog so would have been candy. barking. It's. It, I still have so much candy. It's retarded. But coming back this week, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes because I know there's a lot of ground to cover and a lot of ground to cover. This one to my right wasn't here two weeks ago to to separate us and at a couple of times even though he said he would agree to disagree to the mutual ties. So now that we're all here, oh, I I'm, in, I'm interested to see where this ends. I up I love going. listening to that episode because <laughs> I just wanted to jump in and that was actually actually kind of my curse because I am here to jump in usually. <laughs> so. I mean, I can only imagine what it's like for the people uh, who do listen and have no option to jump in where they're just like, oh, my God. These Grass guys is are always greener, wrong. though. Like, I'm sure sometimes it's like, I just do not want to be in the same room. With these <laughs> <motherfuckers>. <laughs> What's great, though, is like how it, it just went back and forth. I'm like, like, Bill was like owning Jason for like a solid like nice. 20 minutes. Hell and then yeah. like, and then he just completely ruined it with his shorty G <laughs> shit. <laughs> I stand by the shorty G stuff. Uh, you know, we are coming at you from the not so exquisite basement in my South City uh, basement. Uh, we are not at Shock City Studios, but we do love Shock City Studios. Like I said, we have a ton of stuff to talk about. We have predictions to get to tonight. And if you thought that Sam. Sam the Mauler Mall. Mr. Perfect's in the house. Wasn't going to be giving predictions out anymore. That's not true. We have a special little guest appearance from Sam the Mauler Mall tonight. Dude, also, uh, we got Murray's predictions also. Um, without further ado, let's get into that three counts. One, two, three. What you say, JB? Oh, so much. Um biggest story for me coming out of WWE has to be Bray Wyatt winning the WWE championship in Saudi Arabia and the false count anywhere ref can't stop it for whatever reason match um I will be honest I did not watch 
Crown Jewel in its entirety. Did any of us watch it at all? No, I I was going to say I was at uh, Tinder's house. uh, I guess that was... You were was, Tinder's was house that Thursday? Friday yeah, afternoon? that was Thursday. Uh, yeah, it was thir- Halloween. Yeah, it was Thursday. Okay, afternoon. and he was like, you know, I want hang out. You know, let's let's watch some wrestling or whatever. Let's watch Crown Jewel. Let's pick a match. So we end up watching. He was like, let's watch the Brock Kane match. So we watched that real quick, and obviously that was a uh, that was a before tap the out first submission. bowl was even done, wasn't it? Uh, it was. <laughs> Second, but you know who's really counting. So then we skip to the very end, to the uh, the last not last man staying, but the false count anywhere match, and didn't really watch that in, in its entirety. We jumped to basically the last five or ten minutes, which it, obviously I didn't watch it, so I can say that I can't really speak intelligently on it. But for what I did see, it was basically the the kind of the repeat of what I saw before. A bunch of curb stomps. Bray, you know, powers out of this curb stomp, a la a Undertaker kind of deal. It's like it's like we wanted to book him strong for so long, and then they book him strong, and it's like, no, you guys overcorrected. No, it's not. No, I, yeah, you could look at it like that, but yeah, I think that's, it's... that's accurate. I mean, you can't kick out of... I mean, how many curb stomps has he kicked out of now in two different matches? Seth Rollins is dead. Fifteen? They, give or take. They murdered Seth Rollins well, it, it's, twice in a row. I think he was already. I think he was already in trouble to be coming into that, but now you really kind of fucked him up. They kind of energized him a little bit on Monday night this past past Monday night with the NXT angle, but Ooh, we can get to that to in that. a second. Oh yeah. Um, for me, just watching that, I wasn't really overly impressed with the match. They at least got the booking right, which is ultimately what is most important. Then, obviously, from there, the dominoes fall. You have Brock moving to Raw, quitting SmackDown, which I'm sorry. If you're going to have this whole draft and build this whole Raw, uh, the whole Fox thing up versus USA, why not have a trade? I know you had this Alexa Bliss trade a while ago, and it just kind of went under the radar, but this is Brock Lesnar. Have Brock Lesnar get traded to Raw. Make it a big fucking deal the way you did with the draft. Instead, you have Heyman come out, give some explanation. I won't even call it an excuse. I'm sorry? Really good promo by Heyman. Can we just say that Heyman giving an explanation at all? Is a step in the right direction. It's a step yeah, up from what it's, we're used it's to. It's at least it is. this is why rather this than is saying happening. it's a wild card rule or right. some shit okay. like that. And, th- and that part, that part out. is fair. Okay. I'm just nitpicking on the fact of I would have done it differently. If you're gonna make it like sports, if this is gonna be like sports entertainment, you're gonna have this whole draft and make it make it realistic. You Brock Lesnar can't quit SmackDown because he's Brock Lesnar. No, you can't. All right, you have to be able to, you know, if you're going to draft and trade, you trade Brock Lesnar over to Raw. Go ahead. Because there's so much stuff to say on this podcast, just as a programming note, to keep it under two and a half hours, <laughs> I'm going to try to keep this moving. Zach, thoughts on The Fiend winning the championship in Saudi Arabia? I mean, and yeah. maybe what that means for Crown Jewel for Saudi Arabia events going forward, not even getting into what happened at the back end of the uh, talent trying to get out. Yeah, this should have happened at Hell in a Cell, and yeah. if you wanted to have two matches, you can have two matches, and this that could have been the rematch where Rollins is trying to get his title back and fails. He already looks like a total nerd, 
So Reba agrees with you. It's totally fine if he were to lose two matches in a row because he essentially did anyway. Um, I just think that the whole way they went about it around the whole way they went about it is they try to make both guys look strong and they failed at that and both of them look fucking stupid. Uh, and I, I, Bray doesn't look stupid. Yeah, he. But it's so over the top. Like, yeah, nah, I agree like he with said that. that it's overcorrected. That I just feel like it's it's gone into like silly categories. It's so outside the norm of any the way they booked anybody in the last twenty years. It's it it doesn't look like the way they booked anybody. They've never made anybody look that unstoppable, Reigns? including John Cena. Reigns. Yeah. No, Reigns. Reigns, Cena, Undertaker are all guys I would put on that list of where it's like. They've overcome. Yeah, I'd say the closest guys. thing is Undertaker Kane. Yeah, but Bray was kicking out of finishers on the one count, six finishers in. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like one time, Reigns took six F fives. I think, isn't that right? Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, maybe four or five. I don't know. Took a Multiple. lot of took a lot of F fives. Yeah, right. It was more than one, but less than ten. But I mean, to have Seth Rollins as being, uh, you know. I mean, for all intents and purposes, the face of Monday Night Raw, and to have his finishers mean that little to, because they for a while they were giving Seth Rollins the Roman Reigns treatment where he was getting Superman comebacks Agreed. and shit like yeah. that. And for a while they couldn't even do the curb stomp because they deemed it as too dangerous of a move, and now it's nothing. It might as well be a chop. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. It. I don't know if it. It. You can reheat anybody at any time, but I do agree with Zach that. Seth Rollins is dead for the foreseeable future. Yeah, but... It, I mean, for the next few months at least. No, at least up until WrestleMania. No, I mean, he looks like shit. You, you have something. And also, his babyface persona has... Not only his babyface persona, his Twitter persona has not done anybody a whole lot guys, of favors. Did you guys see me trying to get blocked by him? No, I did not. I was, I was tweeting at him real hard, and I was just <laughs> hoping for a block. But everything I said was, like, totally true. I wasn't even, like, trolling. I was just, like, being accurate. Like, What'd you say? Uh, it was whenever uh, he had his little Twitter beef with Meltzer, and he, he called him uh, either a uh, spreader of misinformation at best or a vindictive liar at worst. And so I, like, retweeted it, and I said, uh, you know, this is coming from a guy who champions a company that touts Saudi Arabia as progressive, and that company or that country literally kills critical journalists. So, you know. Why would you ever, like, eat, like even going after Meltzer, though, is dorky. Like, it really is. Like, what, is, like, just, what does it matter? No, it's, yeah, just, and that whole Meltzer thing, like, you, you know, it happens to every journalist. Bad source. Meltzer, like, immediately, like, sent, like, a retraction and an apology, which is more than, like, any other, like, quote-unquote journalist. Like, right. most wrestling journalists are us. Like, right. people like us, and then they have a little bit larger platform. But, like, Meltzer's actually a real journalist who actually just covers wrestling. Yeah. He's, like, the gold standard. Like, the yeah. guy, the guy could have worked in... Not in 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 baseball. He could work in NBA. <laughs> he also he also gets caught up in kayfabe stuff sometimes, and sometimes it does feel like he's working for the companies that he wants to succeed. That's my own personal Melter take. I think that he wouldn't mind spreading disinformation if it helps AEW succeed. Like, I actually see that from people who like I subscribe. Like full disclosure. Oh, everybody does it. But I see that from, in wrestling. I, I see that from people who. Like we'll look at Meltzer stuff or what other people say Meltzer says. I read the Observer every week and I listen to his podcast. And that dude's hypercritical of AEW uh, for yeah. a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, but 
everybody glosses over that because the narrative is that Dave essentially started AEW by betting Cody. Right. You yeah. know, so that's the whole thing. And the but it's 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 a fucking obnoxious like argument. Uh, but what I will say is most of the critics of Meltzer don't actually subscribe and read what he has to say because he that's true. I don't. Yeah, nah, it, I don't and don't he subscribe. is he is he is critical and factual. But anyway, long story short, uh, I think the real story is what happened after. Crown Jewel, because Crown Jewel is a shit show, uh, like let's, it always is. Let's hold off on that. There's a few other newsworthy events that I feel like we have to talk about. King Velasquez was the biggest story coming out of the uh, the first SmackDown on Fox. Kane Velasquez got whomped by Brock Lesnar in less than two minutes. Opening match. And it was a, it was a clean, uh, I mean, it wasn't even like Lesnar was going after his knee before he won. Lesnar just won in two minutes, which might be the oddest situation that I could have imagined for a Cain Velasquez entry into WWE to have him come out the opening on Fox and for everybody on Twitter that told me that I was an idiot for saying it's it was a big wet fart. It was a big wet fart because the way they followed up with which which was having to get squashed in Saudi Arabia at noon. In America, basically, and have no follow up going into it. They don't. They didn't even do anything. Like it feels like the whole Cain Velasquez thing now was just to get Brock Lesnar into a feud with Rey Mysterio, which yeah. is not the way that you would bring Cain Velasquez in. No, it and he got squashed. It really it's unbelievable to me. It really was what it seemed to me was Kane was being a pro wrestler who wanted to be a company guy and would do what the company said, whereas Tyson Fury was, I'm a superstar, and you're gonna if you want me on the show, you're going to put me over. Whereas- Even the way that those guys were presented when they came down to the ring at Crown Jewel was different. It was like Cain Velasquez was just this bare bones, kind of, okay, here's the badass. And Tyson Fury, they were like, this guy's the biggest shit in the world. Look at Tyson. Even heavyweight though, champion of the world. Even though the heavyweight what what's the heavyweight championship belt? It's the lineal heavyweight champion, which of the means world. nothing in the world of boxing. It it ultimately it doesn't. It just it basically says that you have two of the five alphabet soup titles. My friend, my friend Ham, my best friend from high school, fucking loves boxing, and he. I asked him. I was like, "Does the lineal thing?" mean anything he's like no he's like it doesn't mean that he's the best at all no, it, it, just, it, he has a majority of i mean maybe titles, that shit whatever. plays when you're talking to a wwe crowd that nobody that knows shit about boxing because ev- nobody knows shit about boxing well, no, anymore but nobody really cares because you're talking to a different crowd all you know is all you really need to know is that this is the heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah, it's you, the number three combat sport because MMA is way bigger than boxing. Do you ha- do you have thoughts on the King Velasquez Brock thing outside of what Zach and I said? It was just, it was just ultimately disappointing because the, uh, it was a lot of build up and then it was a typical Brock Lesnar match. Now I get it, people do that are going to defend it are going to say it's like mixed martial arts. You know, King Velasquez got caught. That is not what wrestling fans want. Wrestling fans don't want mixed martial arts. They want wrestling. But that's what you're going to get with WWE. So this is why I personally (laughs) have kind of, you know, I took a couple SmackDowns off. I kind of got back into uh, Raw and SmackDown this week just because I knew the the Crown Jewel event is not for me. It's for 
those that don't watch WWE on a religious basis, here's the chance to get the masses in and try to convert them into WWEites, if you will. Thoughts on Tyson Fury? Um, what the fuck? Good for Tyson Fury. I mean, they did business. It was just business. It was just business, but I mean, damn, Braun Strowman. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but he got back up. Yeah, and he did the power slam, so you know he got some get back. Fuck that. By the way, way, that could have been, should have been Baron Corbin, because Baron Corbin is a legitimate boxer, golden glove dude. Okay. Throw Corbin in there, feed him to fucking Tyson Fury. Throw Corbin in there and let him actually box. Yeah, no shit. Okay, that that makes more sense. They gave Tyson Fury $15 million. Wow. Fifteen million dollars was his contract was. That's, Saudi, that's Saudi money, man. I mean, I know him. it's Saudi money. Yeah, good for him, even though he's a fucking piece of shit, homophobic, fucking racist. Yeah, fuck. Good for guy. him. Fifteen million dollars is cool, but man, that is not. That's why I didn't. I I didn't watch. Reba, get out of the litter. That's why I didn't watch. <laughs> I didn't watch a second of Crown Jewel on the network. I no. watched highlights. I watched gifts. I, I, whatever. No, it's, um, it's it is what it is. The, like I said, the biggest thing is Bray winning the title in, on Saudi soil. Is it just blows my it's, mind? It's a, I mean, it's a game changer considering that they've extended their contract right. with Saudi Arabia through twenty thirty. Um, I, I don't want to give a whole lot of time to the. Oh, look at Reba's walking upstairs. Her feelings are hurt. See yeah, a right. dog? Yeah, see uh, bad. So, Lacey Evans versus Natty. Um. First women's match in Saudi Arabia ever. Um, WWE. They made it seem like a way bigger deal than it was. It actually uh, no. is just more propaganda for Saudi Arabia. No, I wouldn't poo-poo it, man. I mean, in this podcaster's opinion. I wouldn't poo-poo it. Once again, didn't watch it, but I get the the gravity of the moment. Now, I'm not going to be a person. Yeah, for the performers, for, for, for sure. For them, for sure. Okay. And I'm like, not taking I saw that like, away. video of like, them like crying, talking, yeah. and like that is great like for them. By no but... means do I think that this is going to be a sweeping change in democracy in Saudi Arabia, but no. I'm not going to sit up here and say that it was, you know, it was it didn't mean anything. For them, it meant something. It probably meant and you know what? And you know what else? It meant something for the... For the women and the girls that were in the crowd Agreed. in Saudi Arabia Agreed, sure. to, to watch that. Right. that, that that's, I'm not taking away from that at all. No. But I also think that uh, Mohammed bin Salam is, for him allowing that and for him benevolently saying, oh, yeah, we'll let these women fight when they fight in complete uh you know, they look like the body Holly Berry bodysuits. Thank you. And baggy t-shirts on and top. The, yeah, of the on top Holly Berry and Catwoman. Yeah, it's like they're just. That's just him trying to say to the world, "Hey, look how cool we are!" While they still, you know, execute gay people and shit like look, that. I mean, but, there, but there's the ultimate WWE, um, not controversy, but contradiction. You know, we, we want to entertain. But we'll do it in a way that, you know, you might not like, you might not agree with, but you're, we're going to get our money, but we're going to put this show on. You know, it's it's for me personally, this is why I had to take a couple of steps back, especially during Crown Jewel, because I just, A, I had no interest in the show. Let's just call it for what it is. Zero interest whatsoever. Nor did I. There was no draw. And, and, and B, more importantly, I just have, I feel a certain way about, the blood money, and I'm just calling it for what it is. In my opinion, this is blood money. Yeah, oh, I accepting the of blood money 
by Vince McMahon to have this show. And then now if you want to talk about this, the airplane thing afterwards, by all means, knock yourself I out. I do want to talk about the airplane thing afterwards because um, I think it's – Go ahead. I think, I think that was huge. the biggest story I, of since we've been off the air. You know, I agree. I think it's one of the biggest I, – I think it could turn into still one of the biggest stories that we've done uh, – not that we've done, but one of the biggest stories in wrestling since we've had a podcast because – we don't know what happened. Okay, and, and, let's and, start with that. And a lot Nobody of a, really, lot, a lot of we people, don't know. a lot of people got out there and speculated. <laughs> a lot of people went out there and speculated <laughs> that there was going to be some sort of international incident, and they were going to start uh, shooting people. They well, were going to start hanging Rusev did, from the gallows. Did and not there say was that. Be, and then but there was going to be kept them there longer. It could have turned into a national international incident. Like there are two ways. That's to, not saying it still won't be an international incident. Yeah, but it will be much more, like, internal than it will be, like, geopolitical. Like, at the time that I, like, put that out there, uh, you know, these people were held over. There's 175 people. Uh, most of the performers were held over uh, for 30 hours uh, due to, quote-unquote, mechanical issues. And there's the company line, which is that this was mechanical issues, and that was it. And AJ Styles came out publicly and said... Their mechanical issues. We sat on the plane. Uh, they escorted us and the pilots off the plane because the pilots had timed out. Let me cut you off and set the table for people that might not know the story. Okay. Because I'm sure everybody knows the story, but we do have some listeners that aren't the biggest wrestling fans. Sure. Is that uh, they were getting out of Saudi Arabia, and I think 75 performers and cast or, and crew were stuck there in Saudi Arabia. 175. Uh, Vince, uh, Flair, Hogan, Lesnar, uh, Rollins, AJ, some of the big names, Reigns, uh, got out of there on private chartered planes. Now, before this happened, before this happened, AJ was 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 back. He was he was not one of. Oh yeah, AJ, no, AJ, AJ and yeah, Rollins AJ were back. Was, yeah. yeah, there was 175 people that were left over, and uh, people were they were stuck on the tarmac for six or seven hours. Uh, they were tweeting, "We need all your pra- all your prayers, stuff like this." And I, I didn't I didn't mean to single out Zach because there were t- plenty of people on social media that were speculating that this was uh, like the uh, payback uh, season two succession uh, episode nine where they got caught in uh, the Arab country where everybody was mad at them. I, I saw a lot of people referencing succession. You guys should watch succession. <laughs> but um, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. HBO is not a sponsor. Um, but they could be hit us up anytime. Slide but, in my DMs. Uh, there was a rumor going around, and there were journalists that reported this that Saudi Arabia had failed to pay WWE. I think sixty million dollars. That's actually not a rumor. I actually listened to the investors' call because that's actually I'm that much of a nerd that I listen to these. God, you hate calls. WWE enough to listen to the investors' call? Six, sixty minutes. Yeah, sixty full minutes. So they were down. They so Saudi had failed to pay them sixty million dollars. Sixty right? million dollars. George Barrio said that uh, it was sixty million dollars uh, that they had not received in their accounts receivables, uh, but he was vague about it. But obviously, sixty million dollars is going to be Saudi, and that was actually the case. But it, this money was paid before that show started. So in between the investors' call, which was the day before Saudi Se- and Saudi, I think it was. 
I think it was in between October 1st and October 31st or something. It didn't yeah, show October up on their 30, books somehow. Yes, it showed up on their books. So basically that money was wired after the investor call, but before the show started, $60 million. So whenever Vince got over there, he pulled the plug on the live feed for Saudi Arabia. So the, they were the behind Saudi for Arabia, 45 minutes. They were behind for an, uh, 45 minutes to an hour, yes. which is not – that's not conjecture. That happened. That's that happened. The live the money feed, thing the happened. live feed in Saudi Arabia, the country, was an hour delayed. The rumor being that this had to take over. The rumor being, you don't give me my money. Lo- long story short, is that Mohammed bin Salam was pissed off about this, and the rumor being that he held these 175 people in the country of Saudi Arabia while Vince got the f out, flew out, and left all, right, all these guys there. there. Now. From Vince a- left before any of that happened because he was on his way back because he's Vince. So he was gone. He has his own private jet. So yeah. he was gone. So he definitely did not necessarily abandon them, but he did put them in a situation like he was going to leave wh- whatever. But he did put them in a situation where they could have the what the wrestlers described as a dick measuring contest. So never once did they actually like feel like I, they were. I think the actual term that was used – it by Meltzer was dick waving. Dick waving contest. Dick waving yes. contest between <laughs> Mohammed bin Salam and Vince McMahon. Yeah, which is wild. And that's the whole thing is this is wild. So something more happened than just mechanical failures because I've flown a bunch. You guys have flown a bunch. Uh, these wrestlers fly a minimum 104 times a year because they're 52 times a week, you know, 52 times a year there and back. Yeah, and they've been, they've had, and these are also plenty of people who are very, very active on social media. And if you're sitting on a tarmac for six hours, uh, what do you do? You hop on social media, right? Uh, these people weren't saying hardly anything, or they were being incredibly vague, and they were being very, very careful. It seems strange. Everything's strange. So we don't know. I would say there's this a, is incredibly shitty. I we don't know what happened. I don't. It's very shitty. I don't want to jump to conclusions because there was no. There's no real journalism being done. Nobody's come out and written an article and said this is what happened. We have insider information. There's been no real journalism done. There's been a lot of speculation. Meltzer has a little bit of journalism, but it's not like he's writing an expose about it. He also said that he doesn't know. He just has what what people have told now, him and what the party line is. I will say now, this. Now, the truth will come out someday. Oh, yeah. Someday it will. Someday I, when somebody's not under contract. I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if the New York Times, because if, there, if, this, was a, if this was the L.A. Lakers, and they were being held in Saudi Arabia against their will. It would be a huge story. And but they, it's wrestling. But I'm saying that I wouldn't be surprised if in a month or two months, New York Times or Newsweek, maybe in a year even, just came out and said, hey, this is actually what the fuck happened. And it was actually really weird. Well, and we'll also see the next time that this happens when they go to Saudi Arabia because they go twice a year now through 2027, which is the who deal. The f- who goes, who goes and who doesn't? Because we already have a handful of people that said they're never going back. Right. And this will be interesting. You know who be- I bet gets on that plane? Seth Rollins. He's on that WWE dick. Uh, <laughs> so, is a- so is AJ, though. Uh, I'll say this. I listened to oh. a, a interview with Natty, I guess that was this week, or whatever, uh, I won't say the name of the other podcast because I, I just won't do that. <laughs> it's not a big deal. I'll just say it's it's a nationally known podcast. We'll go that route. Basically, long story short, she didn't say anything bad about this 
whole incident. Granted, she's the, uh, obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, she's not a fan of flying, but she didn't say that they were being held hostage or anything like that. Take it for what it's worth. But if she's towing the company line, then so be it. But I will just say this. Natty was on this airplane. This is what she said on this interview. Take it for with a grain of salt. Uh, yeah, I guess I just can't wait until we hear the rest of it because it's a fucking weird story. It can't, it can't be that weird because, I mean, they just signed this long-term deal. Now, if, oh, if, it, was, think- if it was that bad, if it was really, really that bad, a hostage-esque situation, are you going to sign a long-term deal with this team, with this Saudi Arabia guy? No. The deal was already signed. Uh, I don't think that Vince. Yeah, the deal was already signed. The question is when they the 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 okay, idea that they decided to announce the it the day okay. after announced after the fact. They were just reaffirming was, that okay. they're trying to like gloss over the fact that nothing actually happened and we're still committed to this thing. The timing was was bad because the original deal was 10 years, you know, and then on that investor call, he was explicitly asked. George Barrios was explicitly asked, "Are we? Do we? The deal has been two shows a year. Can we expect that going forward?" And he had nothing to say. But uh, all right, but that will lead us into Friday night, which was the day after, which is the best WWE show that I've seen in a long uh, time. I have some reservations with that. I'm not saying it was great, <laughs> but it was the best show I have, that I've wow. seen. In a long I have some time. reservations with Unreal. that, but. For those of you that think it was the best WWE show in, in, in a, a long, long time, time, I think uh, the chairman of the board at WWE has something to say about that. It was me all along. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, right. So, take all on, the credit, Vince. On Friday night, uh, Brock comes out, quit SmackDown. Uh, they well, they announced at Crown Jewel that Survivor Series was going to be. NXT versus SmackDown versus Raw, which is a cool idea, you know. Don't mind it at all. No, I I was wondering why how, why I missed that. I was like, oh, oh, you announced that Crown Jewel, shocker. Brock comes out, quit SmackDown that night. Uh, Nikki Cross versus Bailey. Bailey wins. Shayna Baszler comes out and fucks with her. Uh, fucks with up, her. Beats Shit. up. Yeah, beats up yeah, her and Sasha for Banks. What it is. Sami Zayn. Like Sami Zayn gets Shay- fucked up by Riddle and uh, Keith Lee. Uh, Miz, Tommaso Ciampa have a pretty good match. I mean, it was fun. The the match was good. The verbal joust could have been better. Uh, we had Rhea Ripley. Well, I think Miz kind of owned Ciampa on that, if I'm like being, I said, if I'm being here's, honest. Here's the stupid thing. Miz says, like, and I quote, for years people have wanted a verbal battle between the Miz and Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, no, Who the fuck ever said that? Nobody thought about it. I don't know. I Never a single I person. I didn't know I wanted it till I saw it. Yeah, yeah. then when it happened, I was like, oh, and okay. It was fine. And then, and Ciampa, then, Ciampa had a way better promo Wednesday night on NXT. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also had uh, Rhea Ripley, Dakota Kai versus Fire and Desire. And then we had, which is one of the best uh, WWE TV matches in a long time, we had Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, thoughts on this, Zach? That was uh, the icing on the cake for me. So I heard how I was working Friday. Uh, I heard how good this show was via Twitter, and I was like, all right, well, I'm actually going to watch a SmackDown start to finish for the first time in months. Like, I, d- I don't watch main roster shows, like, start to finish. I just don't. Sorry, I guys. had skipped 
these two the smack two SmackDown shows up to this point, and I got a text was uh, Joey texted me and was like, "Oh, yeah, I was texting Adam Joey Cole too. versus." Uh, Daniel Bryan for the NXT title. I'm like, man, what the fuck is this? Oh, man, hell no. All right, everybody out. I got to go. Yep. Yeah, I'm at work, and I was texting Joey <laughs> at work, and I was like, all right, well, I can't wait to watch whenever I get home. So I got home, watched, and I loved it. I even texted you guys. Yeah. Um, which you guys didn't reply back at all. So, geez, I think I called Bill out on that shit. Yeah, I'm sure you were busy. But, uh, yeah, I was, I'm sure I was I like, can't three Bill in the morning. I not imagine anything important. <laughs> no, but, it wasn't that important. <laughs> so... Long story short, um, the best part about this was, so they threw together a show in very little time. Okay, here's the question. Do you think this, this was obviously an angle? Do you think this was an angle that was pushed up a week because of what happened in Saudi? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, they had to rush the show. Obviously, they were going to do this invasion angle anyway because of Survivor Series, but... They definitely rushed it because these people flew from Orlando. They got there five minutes before they actually went on air. So Shayna Baszler was the first one to go out. She had to go out and own Bailey, which she did a great job. So they had, and that's why, um, what's his name, uh, Aiden English was on commentary at the right. beginning because uh, they were going to have, uh, what's the football player that wears shorts all the time? Um, shit. No, no, not Mojo. Pat. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. So, he, you know, was on How that plane. How the fuck is he working for WWE? He's going to be in the XFL, man. by the way. Junior anyway, Seau. Oh, long story short. Damn. Long story short. Uh, they had these people come in, and then, you, you know, hell. they had Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole put together a match, you know, on short time, and they managed to pull off a great match. But the best part about it, I mean, besides the fact that you have Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole, which I'm sure both of them loved working with the oh, other one. I'm, that's you, their first match ever, by yeah, the way. First they, match ever. In, because Daniel Bryan was... They've never fought each other. Yeah, because Adam Cole's much younger than Daniel Bryan, so, right. so American Dragon was out of ROH by the time Adam Cole Bay Bay was I'll tell thing. you what, he looked like the American Dragon in that match. He did, and that's the best thing, and that's that's why I think this was so good, because overall the show like was fine, and everything else was like serviceable, but that main event left you on such a high note that I was like, man, SmackDown was awesome because I got to see a dream match, and it was a good match, and the right person went over because Daniel Bryan is very generous, and he knows that he's older. Yeah, he's and, Teflon, too. Yeah, like. he's Teflon, and NXT should go over, and that is the main difference between the SmackDown show and this Raw show. Because on NXT, every one of those people was stars. Shayna Baszler was a star like she actually is. Tommaso Ciampa was a star exactly like he is. And Adam Cole Bebe was a fucking star. And on Raw, they were all just dudes. Jason. That's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, Two Beard pretty much nailed everything on the head. It pretty much said everything I was going to say. Um, I'll just kind of, we'll just move it forward to, towards Raw. Um, it just it had a, just a different feeling where it wasn't – it was – it's still an invasion angle, but it was just different. You had a not really though. No, it was like, it was just okay. I mean, I'm, here's I'm looking at it. there wasn't a whole lot Becky, of invasion. No, Becky, Becky and uh, Shayna had the face off or whatever. That yeah. was cool. And then it was Adam Cole, and then there was the schmaz at the end. Yeah, and it, okay. That's the thing is like Adam Cole could have went over Seth Rollins the thank same you. way he did, and he should have. Brian, and he should have. Okay, but thank you. That was for some be the reason we got to protect the biggest geek baby face in the entire company. You still got to look. You still got to work with him. God, Seth I mean, Rollins not going anywhere. Seth, Roll- Seth Rollins' stock has really dropped 
on the BFR podcast in the oh, last yeah. couple months. He is he is so down for me. Like I probably started out this year being like, uh, Seth Rollins one of the best five best wrestlers in the world. Oh yeah, he's so fucking great. And now I look at Seth Rollins, I'm like, like ever like it was a it left a bad taste in my mouth when he went after Will Ospreay the way they did. It left a bad taste in my mouth when he called in the minor leagues. It's just like that's not you, dude. And now he's this fucking chicken shit baby face WWE fucking boot licking okay, fucking see, but, okay, pussy. but there, there's the problem. <laughs> yes, but there's yes. the okay, see it's, there's it's the problem. It's so fucking it's so hard to reconcile in my head because I used to love the guy, man. Okay, but there's the problem though. He's the it's worst the, member of the Shield now. That's it, not, that's insane. It's that not insane. the fact that his talent has gone away. It's everything else around him that he really doesn't have control of has gone south well, on he does him have control well. of his Twitter. Media. Now, the Twitter, I'll give you that. Yeah. Twitter, he should just... Nah, he, he wants just, to marry, he he wants to to marry Triple H and Steph's oldest daughter so he can be the new Triple H and Triple no, H but, can be the but new he Vince. married... That's he's what go, he he's, he's engaged doing. to Becky Lynch, whose who's persona is the man, media. and basically it, that whole relationship looked a little, at best, not comfortable on screen. Becky Lynch was the alpha... To Seth Rollins, you know, Omega, which, you know, I'm sorry, I get it. It's 2019, you know, women's, you know, movement, you know, go women go. But that didn't, it didn't translate well on screen. And it doesn't because, unfortunately, wrestling is still a male-driven, dominated sport. Well, I, I mean, I would say that it didn't translate on screen just because... Just because Seth's, Seth's babyface character is bullshit, like it, like there are a lot of babyface characters okay, that wouldn't, and, and that's fine. But Becky is so so ultra aggressive as this man persona. Seth just seems like he's he was very yeah. comfortable being in the yeah, background. But, but Seth is also Seth also tries to do that, but it doesn't work. Like when Seth said Monday night, uh, when he was yelling at Triple H about how Daniel Bryan beat Am Cole. He goes, I'm better than Daniel Bryan. Like, I almost spit out my Dairy Queen. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? You ain't better than Daniel Bryan? Cut the fuck out, dude. I was spitting out my Snickers Blizzard. Is. Yeah, I know. It's fucking stupid. No, but I mean, at least he showed some fire. I mean, something that was at least believable. Granted, it's a recycled storyline, and I'm not a huge fan of that. But, I mean, it's the first time where I was like, okay, Seth actually actually looks believable. He looks like he actually wants a piece of Adam Cole. He wants to be, you know, NXT champion, which God knows that wasn't going to happen. But, I mean, at least he, he makes it feel believable versus this whole Bray Wyatt lead up. I didn't give two shits about that. Didn't believe it. The fact that he burnt down the Firefly Funhouse and it comes back is just a whole other thing into itself. Oh, you mentioned the believability. Like, I was rooting for Daniel Bryan, even though I'm a huge yeah. Adam Cole fan, and I, I knew I'd it would fuck up storylines. Can you imagine if Daniel going. Bryan would have won that NXT title and we had Daniel Bryan on Wednesdays every week? So you guys you guys said that you guys, I know. It's already you, a loaded you, fucking stuff. You, got, you guys said that Tinder Mahal texted you. He also texted me. I was working. I turned on uh, wrestling at the bar, and like every time I turn on wrestling at the bar, you know, there's people sitting at the bar like, "Oh, why are you watching this shit? It's fake." And then and within then like watch within like three minutes, they're like, "Wait, what's his problem with him?" It's like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, he doesn't like it at all. It's like, oh, and then they then they get into it. So I I saw like the last five minutes. I watched the entire match today right before you guys showed up, 
and put my phone down. Wasn't even looking at the phone, watching the entire match. Yeah, you need to watch it was, that. It was a legit great match. No, it was really, really good. And like Zach said, those two guys loved it. That They had more fun. It was literally, like he said, it was a dream match. And, it's, and I, and I wasn't Cole, sure and, if they and, had met before. So and that's, that's why Adam Cole's first anything. appearance on the main roster? Am I wrong? Uh, no. I don't. I don't think he was back whenever they were doing the weird stuff. I think it was like Champa and Gargano and like yeah. Black I was gonna and say I don't think he. I don't think he. I don't was think up there. yeah. Because I. I remember now. She said that. I remember like oh thank God they didn't call him up. Now, now that we've said all this, can I shit on it for a second? Yeah. Um, the invasion angle is tired, and it's the same thing every time. And having an invasion angle where Triple H is still the head of the invasion, or Triple H is the head of an invasion, where Triple H is standing outside the ring, and he's Adam Cole's biggest cheerleader. I understand that they think, and and maybe they're right, you know? They probably know that Triple H has to lend credence to Adam Cole, or else nobody, nobody's going to know who he is. Um, I reject that. And... This thing where all the NXT people come into the ring after Adam Cole beats Daniel Bryan, and there are guys that were fighting on NXT two nights before. I don't like that. And they're on the same side now. Like, why wouldn't Ciampa just go right after Roderick Strong? You know, why wouldn't these guys start fighting? Why the fuck is Velveteen Dream there? Like, they, they obviously know enough to keep Finn Balor off of there because that would confuse people because Finn Balor's still fresh enough in people's minds. But isn't Adam Cole, you know, like I just like I said, I just watched that match. When Adam Cole comes into the ring and the camera pans out and he, he does the where he winds up and he goes, Adam Cole, baby, and the whole crowd behind him, at least 60% of them do it. Yeah. Isn't that enough for people watching or people in the audience that have never seen NXT or people that are watching them never seen NXT? Like when they see the whole crowd do that, isn't that enough for the crowd to be like, man, this should be somebody that I watch? I should check out Wednesday. Yeah, I should check out Wednesday. If everybody that everybody around me is doing this thing that I've never heard of before that's called Adam Cole Bebe, like isn't that enough to get them into it? That's my problem with it, and it spilled over into uh, Monday night a little bit. It kind of spilled over into Wednesday night. I just, when people talk about that they were worried that Vince was going to ruin NXT, I don't think that the OC showing up on NXT ruins NXT, but I do think that they need to be careful with what happens. Well, you know what was dumb is they should have ended Raw with, AJ being like, I'm coming Wednesday. Yes. Be ready. Oh, yeah. And then you might have had, like, you're kind of in a war, right? You're in a ratings war. You're in a dick-waving contest. Uh, here's the best way to win that dick-waving contest is mm-hmm. to suddenly make your dick longer right. by having AJ Styles proclaim he's going to be there because you already planned on doing it. Like, I wasn't thought you a were going to say have your dick longer by having AJ Styles jerk it off a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, is that what you're going to say? Yeah, he does, he does look like a soccer mom. So. <laughs> oh, a cup of cheese. That's my style. Hey, that's like my age group now. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, here's the difference. Here's here's when here's when you know you've grown up is when you is when you go to Target and you start looking at the moms instead of the daughters. <laughs> that's how you know you've grown up. 
Nah, I've been there for a while, bro. That's why I can't wear sweatpants there. <laughs> I agree with what you said, though, because if you just said, if AJ would have said something like that, we're already watching NXT to begin with, but now we you are. Have but a, there's, there's two, even though it was the lowest raw have, rating, fourth lowest raw rating in modern era, there's still 1.8 million people. That are watching, and, and yeah, 1.3 million point, of them are not watching Wednesday. And at that point, you you would be like, you know, you bring AJ out in some form or fashion. Yeah. To, you hey, I'm coming to full sale on Wednesday. And suddenly, suddenly you're even with AEW. If you get 10% of those raw audience. No, I, I agree. I just, like I said, it, you guys, for me personally, I, I'm okay with the invasion angle. I get what you're saying, Bill, and I, and I totally I have no real argument against that. They'll never it be defi- the Nexus. It defies a lot. Well, okay, and that's what the problem is. It's not if it was its own faction that was independent. Just the undisputed era or something. Okay, yeah. perfect. If yeah. the undisputed era defi- decide they wanted to come in for Survivor and, Series, for Survivor like, Series, hey, we're in for we're going to do War Games, and then we're doing Survivor Series. Okay. That makes it work a little more better because it's that group. But when you bring a brand and you have storylines that are already going and then you have to put those storylines on the back burner for this storyline, that's where you have the problem. And I totally understand that. But like for me, it works. I just, like I said, I get what you're saying. It's, it's the fact that NXT is coming over and you're – you're getting these guys' names out there. The ultimate question for me when it comes to Survivor Series, are we going to see Vince dismantle NXT the way that they did Raw versus SmackDown, where SmackDown didn't win a match, even though they won the one match, but they came out on Monday night and said they didn't win a match? Or is NXT going to get a couple of wins like you probably think they could and really start to legitimize themselves as the third brand? All right, guys, you think uh, 46 minutes is good enough for the one count? I think so. (laughs) Hey, Zach, why don't you tell us about the uh, NJPW? All right, so we had Power Struggle. Uh, We had the Road to Power Struggle first. The best promotion in the world, NJPW. really is. Uh, Well, well. I don't even think that that's arguable right now. No, it's arguable. There's always going to be people. AEW hits all the notes that I want to hit in professional wrestling. But as far as just like pure like wrestling action, New Japan is the best and has been for a while. They haven't always been great, but they're great right now. And you should spend the nine ninety nine or whatever. Uh, I budget it every month, and it's something I will not delete. Look so. at you, you big budget of you, Mister Mom. Oh yeah, like <laughs> what's the guy's name that you budget through? Oh, I'm on the Dave Ramsey. Uh, oh, Dave Ramsey. Snowball debt. Right? <laughs> yeah. Give him a plug, baby. I'm paying uh, off that debt, man. Not a sponsor. Not, Not a sponsor. sponsor. <laughs> but uh, I am getting more financially responsible, much to my wife's chagrin, because uh, now I'm actually tracking her uh, spending, and she doesn't like that. Not that she, she's really good about it. She's she's good anyway. She ain't listening, dude. She's not listening. No. But I'm just say, saying, you, you I'm going to put her awesome. over because... Spends a lot of money. No, she doesn't. We do a lot. Like I'm a bartender. She's a librarian. We ain't got money. We got three, we got three kids. We do we do okay. Um, but anyway, uh, New Japan is fantastic. Uh, so we had Kotobushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi. They defeated uh, Kazuchika Okada and Yoshihashi. 
But the big takeaway from this is after the match, Chris Jericho shows up, best heel in the business right now, does a video package, beating up a bunch of Tanahashi lookalikes. And we knew this was coming uh, back from, you know, months ago. What was it, Dominion? Yeah, I was going to say it was early in the year. Yeah, whenever he was on that Dominion show and he was calling out Tanahashi. So we knew this was coming. But uh, he basically calls him out, and Tanahashi says, well, I don't have any plans for Tokyo Dome, so let's do it. So now we have the most understandable, logical, and perfect match that we could imagine for Chris Jericho at New Japan. And that's part of the appeal of New Japan is everything's logical, everything leads into the next thing, and you're never surprised. And if you are surprised, it's always dope. Like, so everything just Shibata. makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, for instance, like with the Shibata. Uh, so then we had, um, so we got that coming up for Wrestle Kingdom. Two nights of Wrestle Kingdom, by the way, at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, first time ever. This is going to be monumental. Oh, it's going to be rough because it comes after the holidays. Oh, we got New Year's Day. My daughter's birthday is on January 2nd. And then we've got two Wrestle Kingdoms on the 4th. My sister's birthday, too. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, BFR is going to be rolling around here with some bloodshot eyes that weekend. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be in Mexico. No shit. The yep. fuck? December 27th. I'll give you the key to the place. You just got to oh, clean up the nah, litter box. Nah, key the dog. Nah, man. That's you. Go ahead. Dog's going to have a hard time. <laughs> that, that, that Reba will. We'll be all right, Reba. Don't you worry about it. Uh, then we had uh, Tetsuya Naito defeated Taichi. We've Thank seen this God. match a bunch of times recently, so I wasn't like super into it. Uh, the biggest takeaway from this is that Naito's still taking bad bumps, even though he's obviously hurting, and he's taking him in a nothing match with Taichi. Um, big old bummer like situation in in that for me. Uh, I mean, no, he, he's a grown man. I get it. Ultimately, and there there is the rub where you're not going to tell this man. No, you need to slow down. No, you don't need to take this bump. He's I mean, going to do it. Now, for me, as the Nido, the biggest Nido Mark in the room, in my opinion, is oh, is yeah. this going to be a payoff yeah, where he becomes he double champion? Because he's got work to do if that's going to be the case. Yeah, so that's the big story. Is who's I mean, there be are old guys champion. that take big bumps. You know, there's Naito. There's, you know, Abushi is no spring chicken. Benoit, you know, they all take big bumps. Yeah, I don't think that's the Everything best turns out okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, you was cool until you went there, man. Now you fucked it all up. He was framed. <laughs> you going oh, to geez, hell. I'm just going to move on here. Please. Uh, then we had the Super Junior Tag League Finals. So Rapungi 3K defeats Suzuki Goon. Uh, they won for third or fourth time. Third, three in a row now. Yeah, three in a row for them. Uh but I'm the surprised. biggest story was LP and Ishimori laid them out with the belt, so then we very logically have, they, and they stole their ch- trophy, so that's a logical lead-in. It's like it's very obvious we're going to have them at the Tokyo Dome, which is cool. That's going to be a great match. ELP said they were going to be on the, uh, the Wrestle King of the Protesters, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that was a solid match. It was not as good as some of the matches leading up to it, so I would advise, if you haven't watched, to watch some of the Road to Power Struggle, especially the stuff with the Birds of Prey. Mm. Birds of Prey really put on a lot of great matches. That's Will Ospreay and Robbie Eagles. Um, lots of, uh, you know, Aryan, not Aryan, uh, avian puns. Uh, Aryan maybe too. Not quite the same thing. Not quite the same thing. <laughs> lots of avian puns. Ospreay uh, so. and Eagles. <laughs> yes. Uh, we had the uh, 
Never open weight championship. Oh, Kenta versus shit. Ishii. Uh, this was Kenta's best match uh, in a long time. He had some really good matches in G1, but this is exactly what you thought it would be. Ishii walks to the ring like he's a 90-year-old man because uh, his neck is, like, completely, like, destroyed. <laughs> I love him so much, though. But then he, like, gets in there, and he just does a fucking four-star match every time. Like, this guy is impossible. It is impossible for Ishii to do anything less than a four-star well, he, match. Well, he's just got that neck where you, he can't move his shoulders without moving his neck. You exactly. Know? He, can't, he can't turn his head either. Right. Uh, Ishii, I, I didn't watch the match. Uh, I know, would start Full here. disclosure. I, but if you Ishii, watch it, I would start here. Watch like, the last three I matches. told you guys a couple months ago, like it's not like I have a birthday coming up, but I would like an Ishii shirt. Like if any if any of you want to f- fans want to send me an Ishii shirt, actually, I'll send you forty dollars worth of actually, JJ Twigs. Actually, here you go. <laughs> this is what you do. Since it is birthday, Scorpio season is in full effect. Just throw that out there. Bill's birthday's first. I didn't know you're an astronomer. On to ProWrestlingTees dot com. Not only can you get Bill his Ishii shirt, you can grab yourself some BFR merch as well. Ooh, God, oh, yeah. see how You're I did that? Pro, yes. I was about to say every now and then I come out. You know, your birthday's like, not that much longer. <laughs> your birthday's first, though. <laughs> Just well, your birthday was first by like five years. But <laughs> yes, we are both in November. Yeah, yeah. I was getting ready to say yeah. we ain't talking years, man. We just talking. You today. were before the Iran hostages. <laughs> I was after. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, the big story after this was uh, Shibata. So uh, Shibata is legit taking bumps, and apparently he went and tried to get cleared. And um, the last time he was involved in some physicality, it was very clear that they were avoiding his head, and he was they were being very careful with him. This time they were throwing him the guardrail, and uh, it looks like we might have a Shibata return, which would be wild. So if you guys have not seen... The final match between Shibata and Okada where Shibata uh, received a brain injury to the extent that he might die. Uh, watch it because it is brutal, especially in hindsight. Uh, there's a headbutt where that is like the catalyst to this like whole thing. And you'll know it when you see it. And um, yeah, just go just go watch that. But this match was good. Uh, definitely like at least a four star match. Really, really fun. Uh, just brutal, hard hitting throat chops and all everything. Ishii had, needs to move up. He needs to be challenged like Lance Archer. Yeah, I think uh, Ishii should you, be in the title picture. And uh, it, and I, I know was going to say it's a little bloated right now. Yeah, but, but eventually, I would love to see him. The, the Neverweight Open Championship is what it is, and it is it's something to have. That's fine. Ishii is past that point to me. He needs to be more of a mid-card to the upper-card kind of guy. But this is New Japan. He's just not going to jump to the the top of the card. He's going to have to move up. To me, a logical next move up, Lance Archer, Ishii, that would be a, a nice mid-card Wrestle Kingdom match. Whatever, whichever night you want to throw it on, I don't give a fuck, but that makes perfect sense to me if you just need to make it happen. Hey, and for all you people out there that are listening to this podcast that love New Japan, uh, we are the podcast that talks about New Japan way more than a lot of other podcasts. So tell them about BFR. Tell them about at BFR Pod, at BFR Bill, at BFR Zach with an H, at BFR JCB, at BFR 
Lucha Chris. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at BFR. Check out his new pod. You know, yeah, we should talk about uh, Lucha Chris's new pod, too, which yeah. is Getting Over, BFR Pod. Uh, you can find it. Uh, he just had a great interview with Gary J. Uh, he's on anchor, yeah. Because I say check he's my not, boy he's out. not even a friend of the show. He is part of the show. He's just <laughs> over in Kansas City now. So go ahead and check that out. Um, I think that we should move on real, real quick. Two more big things. We had uh, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Will Ospreay defeated Bushi in a really good match. Yeah, uh, yeah, really interesting because you saw that. Um, you guys have seen like the great mood of miss that Bushi does every now and then. Will Ospreay did this like weird like poison kiss spot where he sucked the mist out of Bushi's mouth and then spit the mist into Bushi's face to kind of turn the tables. It was wild. Yeah. Uh, so regardless, Will Ospreay retains, but then we have the time bomb, Hiromu Takahashi. Nice. Video package, and then this guy comes out wearing a neck brace, immediately tears it off, and start taking bumps, self propelled bumps in the ring against the guardrail, basically just saying, I'm, I'm back, I'm not toning down my style, throwing his head and neck into everything that he can possibly see, and then challenges Will Ospreay to the Tokyo Dome. So we have an Jesus amazing Christ. junior heavyweight, the the best junior heavyweight match that we could possibly imagine. Will Ospreay, arguably best, <laughs> best wrestler of 2019 <laughs> with Hiromu Takahashi. This I mean, is going to be a banger. It's, it's, I mean, it's... Okay, I, what, what's, I love what's New, the last thing? The last I love thing New Japan just, more than anything. I really like New Japan. I've said it before, if there was one promotion I could watch, I would watch New Japan just because it's the best. It's the best. It really is. What's the last thing? Dude? Last thing was uh, the Intercontinental Championship. Jay White defeated Goto, Goto in okay. a fantastic 30-minute match. Uh, these guys are, are both super pros, and you know this was a great main event to a, a main pay-per-view at, you know, for the New Japan schedule. This is a big show for them, and the crowd wasn't super into it, but it was a very well-worked match, and I, I really enjoyed it. So um, I cannot wait for January. Uh, the next thing is coming up in New Japan. World Tag League. World Tag League, which I hate every year. You know, if I'm down on one thing in oh, New you Japan. Hate you hate it. I, I don't hate it, but you hate if it. there's one thing, if there's a big knock about New Japan, and, and I, someone said it to me, and I didn't realize it until they said it, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you got a good point. The tag team division is non-existent at best. You really have maybe two or three tag teams, and I would say the majority of these tag teams are junior heavyweight they tag teams. They can still work, though. Yeah, but, you, but we're going to have more than 100 tag team matches over the next couple months uh, in this tag league. You know, there's 15 teams, and it's a round robin, so 15 teams are going to fight the other 15 teams every single time, so it's like 104 matches or whatever that – and, and none of them. Really I understand how round robin works. Yeah, but that's the thing is like none of it, like none of the tag teams except for like God or like right, and they're really established. And there is that's what I was just getting ready to say. God is going to be the prohibitive favorite because they're the team that is a team. Yeah, I can't think of any other. Evil and Sonata. Sonata. Yep. Okay. You know, now that we're uh, an hour and fifteen minutes into this show, it's proven that I don't know how to move this quickly. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say this. Will Ospreay, if he loses and uh at Wrestle Kingdom, that's the key to him bouncing up to that. go into heavyweight division. Alright, now I'm done. One, two, three. All right. 
Now we're going to talk about Wednesday night. Uh, we're more going to talk about AEW than NXT, but we, we have to talk about both of them. And then we're going to go into our predictions for uh, AEW Full Gear. Uh, Wednesday night, I watched both shows in their entirety today. Um, I'm going to start with AEW, though, because we've kind of left it on the back burner. We've talked about some NXT. And also, uh, AEW starts- was, a, was a better show. AEW was a better show than NXT, but NXT was not bad no, no, at no. all. In fact, I think the Wednesday Night Wars are shaping up exactly the way that we want them to. Because um, I like thought the a- week, AEW was I thought better. Last week's show, NXT was better. The week, uh, the week that we missed, I thought the NXT show was better. I thought this week, I thought AEW was better. AEW fucking ruled this week. Um Pac versus Trent was a great opener. And listen, you know, I know this is so easy to say, but the crowd is a big part of a wrestling show, and the crowd being so into AEW, and the crowd's very into NXT also. Duh. But the crowd being into AEW opening up Pac versus Trent was a fun match, especially when you include Orange Cassidy, who, for my money... I love the uh, absurdity of wrestling as much as anything else. Orange Cassidy doing those little kicks to Pac and having the, Dude, crowd, the crowd go selling them like and the super crowd kicks. and then Pac's like fuck you and he knocks him out. I'll say it so and, much fun. And it's been I've said it on Twitter multiple times. I have not. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's so last funny, night. Dude. I finally got it. It clicked. It finally clicked. That crowd okay. was that crowd was hot. He's and he's our comedy AEW act. Fair enough for Bill. He's great. No, for, but you like that. I'm I'm more. I like I'm absurdity. A, okay, I'm more. JCB's on his Fuckiano grind. <laughs> oh you know? yeah. I mean, I I think that Orange Cassidy and Yano are probably kind of in the same. Vein. I want to see Orange Cassidy versus Yano versus Cole Cabana oh. and, and just have them lay on top of each other oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, until somebody gets pinned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Pog versus Trent was great. Uh, Jason, I I know that we talked earlier. Uh, the Cody promo was incredible. It sets up basically an all or nothing, for lack of a better term, match on Cody's side where he basically has to win or he never challenges for the title again. That superseded the week before where they said they were going to have the three judges on hand just in case it went to a four-hour draw. When I heard that, my initial thought is, okay, we're going to the hour draw. We're going to have these judges. You know, this just looks like this is going to get ready. There's to no way. Yeah, that's the thing. We didn't show. have a podcast last week. I just want to say about the judges situation, like, it's not going to a draw. Like, right. all you people getting so worked Chris up. Chris Jericho is not going to fight to 60 minutes. Chris Jericho or Cody Rhodes are not wrestling to 60 minutes. This is just to set this idea what? up for a future. Right. Yes. What I like what I like about this is that anytime anytime there's a, a belt on the line, if they have three judges sitting around, that's cool. You as long as up as long as, as long as they're consistent with it, and every time there's a belt on the line, they have three judges. And if it makes sense six months from now, or eighteen months from now, or twenty four months from now, that's cool with me as long as that's a part 
of AEW. And you know what? It it gives a chance for DDP and Malenko and somebody else to come out to their music okay. and sit and, there. And, and I'm totally cool with and it. And that's cool. And it's not going to happen. But it has that to be waste. consistent. And Don't you, do it this well, yeah, one time. I, I totally agree. And, and you know you didn't waste $50 on a non-finish. Right. Yes. Okay, no, I, and I agree with that. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Now, getting back but, to Cody saying that he will never challenge for the belt yeah. again. So, real quick, we should just run over the promo real quick because it was amazing. We, we, we're going to have to rename the Roman Reigns promo of the year to the Cody Rhodes promo of the year. It was a Do you think it was the promo of the year so far? It is absolutely the promo of the year so far, even beating Roman Reigns it was, back from cancer promo. Because I thought nobody... That wasn't this year's, but... That wasn't in 2019? He wasn't mm. back from cancer in 2019? He was back from cancer way before 2019. Really? Yeah, it was... No, he came back from cancer in the end of 2018. Okay. And then he fought Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. I didn't know... Yeah, Regardless, we can have our stack guy look it up. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Reba! <laughs> <laughs> Drag the computer down here! Basically, Cody Rhodes comes out and he says... Uh, you know, he likens himself to Bill Watts, Cowboy Bill Watts, and Eddie Graham, and these guys who, and his father, who were bookers and stars. Talent. And the crowd goes nuts. And the says crowd dusty, goes nuts. Dusty, dusty, dusty. Yes. And he says, I am not them. Uh, I am management and I'm talent. But in order for you to understand that I am not them, I. When I challenge for this title, if I do not beat Chris Jericho, I will never challenge for this title again, which is a very similar storyline to what NWA has done with Tim Storm. Right. Uh, but regardless, uh, super interesting. But the besides the stipulation, which we'll talk about in a second, uh, the things that really popped the crowd were whenever he goes after Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho says, or, and he says, I'm sorry, I didn't read your you know, New York Times bestseller, Ooh. A Lion's Tale, which you can pick up on Amazon for $3. Killer. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> or at any flea market. Or at any flea market. I was like, uh-oh. Killer. And he's like, I'm sorry that I did not realize that you were the son of a famous hockey player and that we both had the same silver spoon in our mouths, you stupid dick. I was yeah, like, it was oh, killer. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was, I was like watching this today, or last night, I came home from work and watched it last night, and I even tweeted. I was like, "I was like, Cody Rhodes is making me feel real feelings." Like I was so hyped in my chair. I'm like just sitting there. Well, he and started I'm crying. So excited. No, he got. That's what yeah. I'm saying. He got into it, and that's that's why I like the AEW style of promo. At least the one that Cody gave. If it was scripted, it was scripted in his head. And he just grabbed the mic, and he went for it, and he hit it out of the park. WWE just just doesn't get that, and I don't think they ever will because they are just regimented about this is what we want you to say, this is what we want you to do. There's no real gray area. It's very black or white. In this scenario, Cody got into the moment and delivered. Go ahead. Here's the thing. To me, Cody Rhodes is completely authentic. If you were to meet Cody Rhodes, and we met Cody Rhodes a couple yeah, years I was ago. Say, what you mean, wait? Right, if. right after he had left WWE. I mean, I did. This <laughs> is this you, is the you guys Cody, were around, but whatever. this is the Cody Rhodes and I had that a we met. And Cody Rhodes is incredibly authentic. Like if Cody Rhodes were to go onto a Tonight Show, or if Cody Rhodes were to be interviewed oh, by great. CNN, he would be the same Cody Rhodes, right? Yeah. Like his character is him, whereas like. 
as great. So he's the best baby face in wrestling right now. Would you guys agree with that? I, I, I don't even think it's arguable. I think Cody Rhodes is the best baby face in wrestling the best, right now. The best, I don't want to be the caught best, in the prisoner of a moment. The best main event baby face, yes, I'd say yes. I, I, don't, I don't want to be caught it. in the prisoner of a moment. I, I, I would like to think about I'm just it saying, like, I get what right you're now, saying. I, I mean, he's got everybody behind him, though. Like, no, without question. Without so, question. That has to count, though. No, I'm not disagreeing with that. So then, I'm just saying yeah, that I, I'd agree. Daniel yeah. Bryan is like my knee-jerk I, reaction. I, yeah, but, yeah, Daniel Bryan's my knee-jerk reaction. But he's not doing anything right now. No, I agree. I'm saying right now. The thing that we are most invested in as wrestling fans, I don't know about you guys, but speaking for myself, I have not been this invested in a title match since Omega was challenging Okada for the IWGP Championship. I cannot wait for Saturday. I'm so mad that I can't go to Joey's on Saturday with everybody else (laughs) and watch this match because I am dying to see who wins this match because it has... Such implications. I will say that I, uh, like a dork, I record CBS Evening News every night. And what? Like, Did you see Ali? So Yeah. So oh, yeah. Ali is amazing baby face. Sometimes I don't watch it. Sometimes I do. Like, it just, like, it, it erases every single night. So, but, like, if I'm at home, I like to watch CBS Evening News at 530. If I'm not home, I don't watch it. But this last time I Nerd. taped it. Yeah, well, I li- I like paying attention to what's going on, and uh, they did a thing of Mustafa Ali on CBS News, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And they were talking about Mustafa Ali, and he was talking about how he used to wear all this Muslim shit, and and like everybody booed him, and like he went through a crowd one time, and some little kid punched him, and Mustafa Ali was like, "I just taught this little kid just to hate me." He's like, "I'm never gonna do this again." And then I start, like, this is not the Mustafa Ali I know, because I've been watching Mustafa Ali since 205 Live and all that stuff, you know, and I'm a fan. And I just think he's a natural baby face. And my wife was sitting next to me. She was like, do people really not hate him? I was like, no, people don't hate him. He's a natural baby face. Like, he's a really good baby face. So when you talk about the best baby face, I, 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 guess, the- I guess I'm just taking this opportunity to say, like, at the top of the card, Cody is a great baby face. Okay, okay. The difference is there's potential baby face, which WWE has a ton of, but they don't know how to do it. But there's actual baby face because Ali is one. Daniel Bryan's one, like you mentioned. Ali's a Sami real baby Zane face. Sami Zayn is one. Sami Zayn, is, Sami Zayn speaks to our generation the same way Ali does. He is, like, very progressive. He is non-hate. He actually works so much for charity. But he's a heel and Ali's a face. Yes, in WWE world, but that's but what now he was that's saying where they're a, getting it's it the wrong. potential of being the potential. for sure. Yeah. Sami Zayn and you know Kevin Owens is in that boat too, but because of the no, things that Sami Zayn does in real life, the same the, th- the things that Ali does in real life, but WWE does not capitalize on that. Instead, they just give us this you know silly version, and those guys do the best that they can in the parameters that they're given. But Sami Zayn could be the champion of our. Like generation, this guy has a great work rate, and he believes in all the things I believe in. Same way David Starr does, which we'll get to here in just a second. David Starr is like my spirit animal of wrestlers right now. This is this is really going to take two hours. I'm not trying to cut you off. Yeah, at all. I'm I know, just saying, I, I know what you're saying. But Cody Cody is the best babyface right now. I today November sixth. 
Cody Rhodes is the best baby. The Jericho package, the there. Jericho package that he did Heavy on AEW was so funny. Dude. Oh my god, it was so funny like, when Sammy Guevara said that he's the youngest AEW yeah, champion. I was like, dude, no. And stop. Jake Hager just staring into like they they get what's funny about them. They I was do. like, is he channeling his inner Camille? What the fuck? He ain't saying shit. Obviously, <laughs> but obviously they get what's funny about them. Yeah, so this and they get what wrestling is. Like, it should be kind of funny. Heels should be kind of funny. And, like, you know what's cool about the AEW crowd is that they were booing the shit out of Pac. They were like, fuck you, Pac. Fuck you. Even or, though they all love him. Right. They all love him. Like, it's perfect. They're all it's the, it's the, they boo the It's heels. the universal sign of respect. And that's why we say boo the heels. When you boo the heels, that is the sign that they are doing their fucking job. My biggest two problems with AEW, and if we're calling it fair, these are my big Call two. Call it out. Not enough promos. Oh, that's my number one. They that's only, my number one. They only gave Mox one promo. I would have preferred... The go home show just be a big promo between Mox and Omega. I have heard that that full gear special, which I haven't watched, but I have heard on the way over here. I heard someone say on a podcast that uh, the full gear special is awesome. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But, but I would prefer listen, it on TV. I'm 39 years old. Like I only have so much time. Yeah, no, like, I'm with you. Okay, I'm all right. You. No, 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 yeah. no. And I, I, I totally agree, get what you're 100%. saying. I'll, I'll just say this. The oh, Virgil that they were, on that Jericho package. The vignette oh, yeah. uh, you mean, when, uh, when the aunt Soul was Train like, Jones? <laughs> when the aunt was like, <laughs> when I heard that Chris <laughs> yeah, Jericho right. and uh, Cody Rose was go- was gonna have a match, I knew Cody was gonna kick his ass. I was like, oh my god, this shit's just great. I, just going, my sides hurt. I was laughing so hard. Just going back to what you said, they did do something. They did a vignette with Omega and uh, Mox. Mox, yeah. But, but you couldn't hear it because they were in commercial. So right. they did yeah. it. They just didn't execute it right. And it was also right. vignette instead of having two right. of their best promo guys actually do a live promo. Right. And that's a big criticism. Take 90 seconds from each match. There's been some matches that have gone a little long. Just take 90 yeah, seconds I, off I, of them. Like, I love that their default is to make matches go too long. Yeah. Like, that's a good instinct. To like, no, let, I, let's I, let's have good wrestling. You want to have wrestling? You know what? And we missed last week, but they had a thing last week where uh, what's his name came in and yelled at Tony Khan, and Tony Khan was off camera the entire John Moxley, time. Yeah, yeah, Moxley came in and yelled at Tony Khan. I like that a lot. And Khan was off camera the whole time because they didn't want to have Tony Khan on camera, which I get. Like, I like that. That's their instinct. They have the right instincts. And this is not me shitting on AEW. This is just them trying to tighten it up. And they'll get it. I like yeah, we're in week five. Like they'll get it. Week six. Yeah, it's but we it's fucking to, great. In the in the aspects of being fair to not sound like AEW stands because it's very easy to sound like that whenever they're kicking so much dick. Yeah, <laughs> it's really easy to sound like stands. No, we're not stands. Well, the there's there's it. The, the other worst part. The other worst part is they've had six episodes and four of them have ended in complete schmazes, and. That's so WCW, and it's it's not what I want to see as an elder wrestling fan. <laughs> like, I'll, like I'll I, I hate that shit. Like, I do not want to see just everybody fighting. It's like, oh, there's a free-for-all, and it's this guy versus this guy, and this guy versus this guy, and then these guys in the fight, and then Nick Jackson ends up flying off a thing. Like, I think it's cool. It was fucking, a little much, but they fucking Raw did the same thing, and NXT did the same thing, where they just had a schmoz at the end. It's like that's not what I'm looking for as a fan. Like I would have preferred 
if it would have been Mox cutting a promo and then Omega would have came out and they would have just stared each other off into the distance. I was know? fine with the the main event match on AEW with the tag match. Okay, all the but the boxes it's were checked It's kind of Teddy Longy. No, I, no, I, no, no. They already had that match planned out before. It wasn't planned during and the, the show. Was it was already right. a planned right. match, so it, was, right. it wasn't Teddy Longy. Okay, but, it, but for me, NXT, it checked NXT's up. NXT's was. NXT's was. Um, it yeah. checked off all the boxes. Just talking about AEW's main event for uh, this Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. It checked off all the boxes. You got Pac and uh, Hangman Page. Pac comes in and interferes in the match. Perfect. Okay. You had Mox come out, and you had Mox and uh, Omega kind of stare off, you know, with the barbed wire fill in the blank. Perfect. Then from that point, that's when you you went one step too far because then you got everybody involved. Motherfuckers are coming out from the woodwork and shit. Matt Jack or Nick Jackson, God bless him, he's jumping off shit. That's where I was just like, okay, this is a little much. But ultimately, I get what they were trying to do. Here's one match. Here's these two guys fight. So here's a feud or the next potential match. I yeah. get it. It just went one step too far. It, the thing is, is, is it does make sense, and I've been okay with it. And I understand why you might not stylistically be okay with it. But for me. It's fine. It checks the boxes, and I can see I can see the criticism, but it's been fine for me. It, it hasn't been a nonsense schmoz. Like I grew up on WCW when the NWO just they would hype every main event, and the NWO would just run in every main event. And even as a kid, I'm like, this fucking sucks. It hasn't been that. They have had clear finishes, and then there's been a schmoz. So right. if they weren't doing the clear finishes. You know, like a la Raw on Monday. I had Adam Cole and Seth Rollins. Oh, Dude, I'm so God stoked about damn. it. And then you got Kyle O'Reilly interfering, and it's like, that's not what should have happened. There should have been a clean finish, and then they can come in and do a beatdown. Yeah, and at that point, I could care less what's happening. So if, as long as there's clean finishes, they can schmoz all they want. I'll no, well, I'm not, not going to go that far because at a certain point you got to start. Eventually, get, but I, I you haven't got to start getting it tightened back up. Like the inner circle's said. big heels, and you know what? The inner circle is trying to do things to get them to boo them because everybody loves them. So to do these like negative finishes, you know, to get them to boo them can be advantageous. I don't know. Hey, you guys ready to do some predictions? I am. I'm going to urinate so you guys can go first. You got something else to say? No, let's do it. No, I'm waiting for you, Zach, so you can hear Sam's predictions. Uh, No, I can filibuster for 30 seconds. I can always talk about it. You know what? Look at him just mashing buttons. Don't even go, know what he's doing. Go take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about Zach right now. Like, is he being a dick? Like, he's totally being a dick, right? Who? Zach? No. You don't think so? No. God, I would hate if this was recorded. But, like, I feel like he's just being such a jerk. Now, see, you're tripping. Man. Did you see him pull his dick out, though, like on that last? You didn't see that? I, I think you're being a little sensitive. Did you see him pull his dick out? No, I don't look at anybody whipping his dick out. No, I, just listen. I'm not saying you were looking at it, but I'm saying Zach had his dick out. Right no, there. not here. You know we're recording, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> You're serious now, are you? 
All right, so. <laughs> I like hell no, no. Hell no. All right. Uh, I say you over here fucking with me. <laughs> no, I was fucking with you. Uh, <laughs> like that? No way. <laughs> Jason really thought that Zach pulled the dick out. I'm like, I'm sitting right next to him for Christ's sake. I think I would have noticed something like that. He might have. So we're getting ready to do our predictions. We haven't done our predictions in a while. Do you know who who's in the lead? Yeah. Who's in the lead? Your boy. Zach? No. Where do you you're in the lead? The reigning, defending, undisputed spark Woo! of the covenant champion, your boy. I'm, I'm up ten. You're up ten? I'll double check when I get home, but it, it was, I was pretty sure it was up 10 the last time I checked. You ain't up 10. Okay. All right, so we're going to predict the full gear AEW match, okay. or AEW pay-per-view. Uh, I'm waiting for Zach to get back no, here. It's so weird it's being on Saturday because they kept saying Saturday. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I just got to come right home from work. Don't go to the bar. Go straight home. Well, I haven't seen you at the bar for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, been? That, that, that Friday double is kicking my ass, dude. I mean. So you're just going home? Yeah, I just went straight home the last You ain't weeks. drinking? No. Dude, I, I was going. Nice. To, all bullshit aside, I was going to come see you, and then I, I took a, took a pull of the, uh, the battery. I was just like, nope, I'm going home. All right, so here we go. We're going to give Sam's predictions right now. This is banned from ringside. Uh, I'm going to take Moxley. I'm going to take Jericho. How old is he? 70? 75? Uh, Young Bucks or LAX? Uh, I'm going to take LAX. It's an airport. Um, Adam Page. Um, I'll take (laughs) Bea Priestley since... Sounds like she's from 1895. <laughs> um, Emmy Sakuda, I'll take her. That's nice. Uh, the Lucha Brothers. And then uh, between Joey, Janela, and Sean Spears. Those guys both sound like they have alt-right podcasts on YouTube. Uh, I'll take Sean Spears. All right, so you're up first, Jason Bell. Oh, that's great. I miss Sam. I miss Sam, too. We'll um, go Joey Janela versus Sean Spears. Here you go. Oh, man. I was watching the build, I guess, two days on Wednesday, and I was thinking to myself, now, Sean Spears is only in one match, second match now, Brandon Cutler. But now, Joey Janela has had several matches, good matches. I think Joey Janela needs to win more than Sean Spears. I will take Joey Janela over Sean Spears in a, an interesting, probably curtain jerker kind of match. Pretty physical. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some uh, some tables, ladders, or chairs of some sort getting this crowd up and involved early in the full gear. Who you got, Zach? 
I got Joey Janela for sure. Same same reasoning as JCB. He went over it. Um, Sean Spears is the chairman. Uh, chairman. Uh, that's his gimmick. And uh, Joey Janela has that amazing monkey flip chair spot that I really want to see again. Even though I'm, I know it's got to be difficult to pull off, and I'm sure that he's just ecstatic every time it actually like happens. I will take Sean Spears. Okay, so we got wait, wait, wait. What? Give Lucha Chris's pick so we have it on. Oh, record. Lucha Chris took Joey Janela. Okay, so we have Bea Priestley versus Britt Baker. Doctor uh, Britt. It is Baker. worth noting for those of you guys, if you guys do not Doctor Britt Baker stardom, uh, Bea Priestley did lose her stardom championship, so there are no stardom politics involved in this. Uh, uh, we should have told Sam about that. I don't yeah, think I'm sure really that would have swayed him. Yeah, Sam is very uh, confident in his picks. I don't think he'd have been wavered one way or the other. <laughs> you want to start? Um, really, this is uh, this is tough because B. Priestley is new, but I really think um, you know they're pushing Britt Baker as a star, and she really did come off as a star in AEW Dark last week in Pittsburgh in her hometown. Even if she is very green, um, I think that B. Priestley can absorb a loss as a heel, and Britt Baker needs some momentum, so I'm going to go with Britt Baker. Who you got, JCB? I'll, I'll agree with the Britt Baker comment on... Uh, Jesus Christ. Come on! I, I wish... This is one of the weeks I wish I'd have been recording oh, the COD, literally recorded it. You motherfucker. Um, Britt Baker kind of this is comes this, off as a, this, a star. It's an audio medium. It's an audio medium. People don't know what yeah, you're talking the, about. I know. I know what happens at Fight Club. Um, I like Britt Baker. I just think she's just, like Zach said, just green. And I really think this is a good time to have a heel ready for Rio just in case that she wins. So I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to take B Priestley. Okay. Uh, I took Britt Baker. He got. I took Britt Baker. All right. I like Jason's reasoning more than mine. But I'll stick with my guns. Lucha Chris. Uh, Lucha Chris took Britt Baker. Okay. Uh, we got Riho versus Emmy Sakuda. Sakuda. Oh, Jesus Christ. How do you say the name? Sakura. Sakura. Okay. Like I have really small writing. Go ahead and take. Oh, fuck it. I'll take Riho. Like, <laughs> no man. Just keep it moving, man. It's a fucking audio medium. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm gonna take Rio as well, especially now with the loss on Wednesday night. Uh, it just it feels like this is gonna be a bounce back for Rio. That's what it, it shouldn't. And I understand what the hatred is for Rio. It's dumb. It's well, just, she weighs like ninety five pounds. Yeah, but she's okay, but over, the, and she's gotten over every match she's been in. She's there's, gotten the there's crowd guys over. like you know, oh, she has no, she's a, not I, sexy. You I'm know, not, fans think she's boring. That's I not mean, what they I'm open saying. Open up, you know, chanting her fucking name. How boring could she really fucking be? She's if sexuality sad. is the end all, the be all, then take your ass over to WWE. There's plenty of hot chicks over there, but none of them can really wrestle. This is AEW where wrestling kind of comes to the forefront first, and then all the other secondary bullshit is second. Do you think Riho's a better wrestler than Charlotte? It's, I don't know. It's I would, yeah, I would like to Charlotte, see that unfold. I would like to see Charlotte in Rio's setting because 
Rio's faced a lot of green opponents, and Charlotte is in a WWE setting. When Charlotte faces green opponents, you can tell that they're green opponents. Yeah, even Becky, like, you know, they've had some great matches, and they've had some, like, you know, so-so, like, endeavors. Uh, Rio's super talented. They're both Charlotte's talented. a great character. I you think guys, she's an above-average wrestler. You guys are fucking crazy. No, that's, I'm that's, not. That's I don't insane. think I'm crazy at all. That's insane. I don't think I'm crazy at all. Okay, uh, Zach, who you got? Riho or Emmy? Shakura? Shakura, yeah. Shakura. Uh, okay, see? You got it. Uh, Hyundai? Rio. Wow, Rio? you said Hyundai. Is that racist? If you got to ask, it probably is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who did Lucha Chris take? Uh, Lucha Chris took Rio. Okay. Uh, so we have SoCal Uncensored versus SCU. Lucha Brothers. I'll go first. I will take SCU. I think that uh, the Lucha Brothers are probably better off as singles wrestlers, and I don't think they're going to be a tag team very much longer. Yeah. Ouch. Um. Actually, what I'm thinking about it, this is a a Bill Vagie special. It is a triple threat match now down at Private Party One on Wednesday night. Yeah, I was just gonna say there's some. They are Wait. the they are the third team in this match, so it is a triple threat. Oh, but that is not what Wikipedia said today. Well, so. Wikipedia is wrong. I thought, I thought that uh, Private Party won like medals that they, they won the bronze medal match. So in this stipulation, they are the third team in this match. So effectively. You have a triple threat match, SCU, Lucha Brothers. Well, I did not offer that uh, option to Murray and to Sam, so you just got to pick a winner. I don't think the result changes. I was going to say that my pick, the winner of my pick wasn't going to change, but just for the record for, you know, so we don't always look like idiots all the time, this is obviously a triple threat. I wanted to acknowledge that. Now, that said, my pick will not change. I've, I've said it, and I'm going to keep saying this. There is a Scorpio Sky angle coming out of this. If For our sports fans, look at it like a quarterback. See Scorpio Sky as the backup quarterback that's come in and taken the championship away, a la Nick Foles. See Christopher Daniels as a, um, what's your boy's name, Carson Wentz. He's going to try to get his spot back. Hey, That's going to break up SCU. That's your long-term story. The short-term story is SCU retains on Saturday night. So, SCU. SCU. I got SCU. Same reasons. <laughs> same reasons. We got M. Page versus Pack. I'm not going to tell you who the other guys took, but I will take Pack. I'll take Pack because... I think Adam Page is going to continue his unfortunate losing streak, and I based losing, on losing streaks aren't bad as long as they tell a story. And I this one is telling a story because uh, if you watch Being the Elite, um, Adam Page feels left out of the elite, and he's like, uh, you know, like Kenny Omega had his birthday recently, and Kenny Omega had his, uh, you know, he was Adam Page was in his dressing room, and he's like. Uh, you know, you can get dressed in here. You're part of the elite. The elite's a strange thing because the elite's, like, straddles kayfabe and shoot. Yeah. Like, if Cody's part of the elite, why isn't everybody coming down there to defend Cody every time he gets his ass beat? Well, and I think they 
they also kind of. This is why you don't have schmaz endings. AEW, here's a free one. Stop having schmaz endings. Well, they have the shoot thing too because those guys are the busy, right? They're running the show, so you know, know there's excuses. Adam Page doesn't really have an excuse because he doesn't have a management position. Uh, but I think that's the story here is that he's feeling left out because he's the only one without a storyline position except for Marty Skrull, who's got his own shit because he's on the ROA. Uh, he's, on the, he's on his way over. Don't you JCB, worry about who it. you got? I'm going to take Pac. Uh, it just it makes a little too much sense. As much as I love Adam Page, that's obviously documented here. Multiple times he will be a future world champion at some point. It's just the long-term story is Adam Page becomes champion, but this is going to be a part of that long-term road to becoming champion, I'll take Pac. All right, JCB, you're going first here. Young Bucks versus um, LAX. Uh, I forget what their real name is. It's like Santana and Ortiz. No, no. Proud of Pride and Powerful. I guess that's what we're calling it. What's it called? Proud and the Powerful. It's very white nationalist, even though they're not. It sounds like it's from Mayans MC. The Proud and the Powerful? Yep. God damn! If that was on, if that was on WWE, you guys would be hating it. Oh, I, I'm not I, a fan. I of hate it. it now. I'm not a fan of it. Here's the thing. No, you're you, you fine with this, it. You you're fine this, with you it. You did this shit last week and said the shorty, shorty G. G. Yeah, you're fine with it. Yeah. No, I hate the proud and the powerful. I'm not a fan of it. I'll be, I'll shorty be the first G's man. good. No, it's not. No, it, it's absolutely brutal. The fact that you try to now push this a second week is beyond even me. But back to the point of the hold story. On, hold on. Hold I'm on. gonna come in your shirt. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It almost okay, took you almost, it, it, it was almost two hours, but you got that cum joke yet. <laughs> there you go, dog. <laughs> two go hours ahead, you're almost. Up first. Uh, I would take Santana and Ortiz. No, say it. What's Santana their, Ortiz. What's their called? Where are they called? No, where are they called? LAX. No, where are they called? Santana Ortiz. Where are they called? No, Santana and the Ortiz. Inner circle? The inner circle. There you <laughs> the, go. <laughs> the, the, proud, the heels. The proud and the, the powerful. Young bucks. Oh, they're the proud and the powerful. No, they are not. That sounds like a white nationalist. Yeah, video. exactly. Or a Hispanic Ooh. nationalist just shit. Like, yeah, it's just like a either way interracial or a black thing. nationalist shit. Either way, it sounds stupid. Fan, okay, stop being nationalist. You I'm, fucking look, idiot. No, I'm, look, they can be nationalists on their own time. Just show me a good match and make sure that fucking Santana Ortiz wins. That's all I, I, I just think it's so weird that like everybody came to this country thinking that they were gonna keep their own shit going. It's like, no, everybody's going to fuck everybody else and the genes are going to be stronger, right? Uh, yeah, go, go go tell that to Donald Trump, see how that works. I don't give a f- I'm just saying, I mean... Yeah. I don't know, maybe Jericho will have him on his podcast. <laughs> no shit. Fuck Jericho, too, for having weak, Donald Trump the Jr. on his fucking, fucking podcast. It's not even fuck, a partisan fuck thing. Fuck Chris Jericho for having Donald Trump Jr.'s podcast. Yeah. Fuck wow. him. That's Listen, fucking bullshit. We need more listeners than Chris Jericho does, and if Donald Trump Jr. wanted on our podcast, I would tell him to get fucked. I would you tell know, him, too. I would like to and think that. And I tweeted out so everybody could give us high fives about it. I would like to think they would be smart enough to listen to a couple episodes and be like, you know what, Donnie? Probably not a smart move. I'm, tell- I'm taking LAX. You got Zach. Uh, I actually have LAX because uh, I, the Young Bucks never want to win for the same reason that Cody brought up in his promo. Uh, Ooh, they, I haven't. Uh, okay. they, they very much Don't uh, my never want to win. That's why the Young. That's why the private party went over in that first tournament. Like they're fine with burying themselves. Yeah, more okay. Than fine. Okay. okay. So we got John Moxley versus Omega. Uh, Murray Man took Mox. 
engineer Sam the Muller Mall took Mox. I'll keep that train going. I like Moxley here. Um, I think this is a, another bigger story with Kenny Omega. And is has he, quote, unquote, lost his touch, you know, lost his swag, whatever verbiage you want to use. Um, Moxley doesn't need a push, but I think this is a good time to go ahead, get him the win in a, a, an unsanctioned lights-out match that he could use I don't like the unsanctioned shit. Because the unsanctioned shit. No, I'm just saying he could use that as, you know, fodder when he comes back. You know, they well, tried to unsanction me and I won this match. When they, when they say that wins and losses count, do unsanctioned matches count towards those wins no, and losses? That's no. part of the story. That's part of the story. So whether you like it or not, that's the whole point. He could, he could win, and he still won't win. He got and that's going to be the story. Um, initially, I would think Mox, because they had this whole Omega on a losing streak. But they've kind of dropped the Omega on a losing streak, and he's kind of stopped his like super weird gimmick that he had going on. And I think they're going to uh, heat up Omega. He's heating up! said <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I would like to go last year if I could. We're talking well, about. I mean, you're already doing it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'll go first. No, no, no. You can go last. Oh, you mean here? You mean on the next one? Cody versus Y two J. But you didn't say that you're Mox or Omega. Oh no, I took Mox. Oh, Sorry. So, yeah, okay. so you, you went last there too. That's that's fine. But you're no, you're you like, can go last again. Everybody else said their stuff. Hey. Like I'd like to go whoa, last. I'm like, well, you're whoa, doing it. I go first a lot. No, you, I, I go I'll, first a I'll lot. You can go first. last anytime don't, you want. Don't touch me. Do not touch me. <laughs> I will go first. Can I say? All right. He, he's had one too many. So we got Y2J versus Cody. Cody has said it. Th- now this is a. If Cody loses. He's never going to fight for the title ever again. Uh, I didn't really like... I love this promo. I didn't like this part of the promo because it's a little too shoot. And it seems a little too insider. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I think that's that's kind of what makes AEW feel different is that the fans kind of get more of a, a sneak peek kind of a behind the curtain, if you will. That being all said, I didn't have a lot of interest in this match coming in until Cody made that promo. Now I want to see this fucking match because now you've gotten me to the point where there is not just the title on the line, there's the stipulation of you will have Cody Rhodes possibly never challenging for the title that essentially is his company. It, it, it seems absolutely Who are you unfathomable taking? to me. I'm going to take Jericho. It, 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 would be, it would feel a little weird to me taking the title off of Jericho this soon. I don't think Cody challenge, not challenging for the title is the end all to be all. Somehow, some way, you could turn this thing back around if you really wanted to. My gut tells me, Jericho, I'll stick to it. One week ago, if you would ask me, I said Jericho should hold this title for six months. And I've been on the Cody train. His promos have been great. If you watch the Nightmare Family on YouTube, his vignettes have been great. His undesirable, undeniable stuff has been great. And up until Wednesday, I would have said, 
Jericho holding this title. Right now, I'm betting with my heart and not my mind, and I want Cody Rhodes to take this championship. So you're taking Cody? I'm taking Cody. I think he's the best wrestler in the world right now, today, November well, 6th. Well, that's not true, but um, <laughs> Damn. I'll say, uh, I will say that I love this move by Cody because I know exactly what's going to happen. Jericho's going to win this title. Cody's going to say, as a babyface, that he's never going to come back as the owner of the company to challenge for the thing again. And then as a heel, he's going to say, you know what? Fuck that. I don't care what I said. And this is going to be a way to get him over as a heel more than he's ever been over as a heel before. That's an option. I feel like it's actually too soon to turn him a heel. I don't think he's going to become a heel right now. I'm just saying... He might lay in the back for a year, and then a year from now, he'll be like, fuck that. Oh, you know what? I can do whatever I want. I know I said that. That is an option. The other option is to have them do this match beyond, and the stipulation be that if the Elite wins, then Cody can challenge for the title again. Yeah. So I think... I mean, I there's, think, there's ways to get out of it. I think good booking-wise, yeah, you have not- Cody Chase, but I'm only picking Cody because, like, I'm invested, and I'm, like, going full kayfabe. And I want my like story. You, you have like, more options right as Jericho being champion still at this yeah. point. I'm yeah. saying I'm taking Jericho. I'm taking Jericho because, like I said, I think you got more options with Jericho. I think, and, and Cody losing isn't the the worst case scenario. I think it's that's not the worst case scenario. Again, In I'm fact, like heart, it, it, it wouldn't make any sense at all for or to take the championship off of Jericho. Not right now, no. I was going to say he's going to be on, uh, was it inside the NBA tonight? Uh, in between, you know, their, their two basketball games. It, it just doesn't make sense. So, guys, we've done almost two hours worth of podcasting. You guys think we could do another hour? Because I have a lot to say. We could, about, but we shouldn't. <laughs> I have a lot to say about Dane Malenko. I do have something to say. What? You got to watch the OTT main event, even if you don't watch OTT in general. He's heating Their up! video packages are the best. Their main events are always solid, and they usually involve Jordan Devlin. Mm-hmm. And this time they involve Jordan Devlin and my favorite current professional wrestler, David Starr. Did you uh, say that like three times already? I did. Okay. Because he is my spirit animal. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. And uh, this is... A NXT takeover level match. Uh, just, just like I don't. Without ruining like what actually happens, like midway through the match, David Starr busts Jordan Devlin open, and he starts licking the blood off Katie of his hands and just loving it. I don't even know what's happening because I don't have headphones, so they're probably fucking mocking me here. Uh, but uh, just enjoy the match uh, as much as I enjoyed it, and uh, yeah. <laughs> you said it went in 30 seconds. That was good, right? Yeah, I said 30 seconds. I only yeah. needed 30 seconds to gush. I mean, David Starr on Twitter is a fucking badass. That's why he's my spirit animal, because yeah. he's all about unionization. He's all about progressive ideals. And he, he and that's his gimmick, I remember too. when nobody had spirit animals. Yeah. Like, I'm, all, I'm old enough to remember that. Yeah, it's because of uh, colonialization. Like, everyone had spirit animals, and then the Europeans came to America. This is bad <laughs> Hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to ours. We got some birthdays to get to. We got oh, King Kong shit. Bundy, 62. 
Alive? <laughs> I doubt it. I don't think so. I'm I'm gonna say no. If he's alive, if happy he's alive, birthday. He's definitely not. Uh, Joey Ryan, only a couple really? weeks older than me. He's forty. DiBiase Junior is thirty-seven. Keith Lee, who Bask in this glory. He's having he's having a hell of a run. Bask he's thirty-seven. Uh, Okada, maybe the best wrestler in the world, is only thirty-two. Y2J is forty-nine. Pete Dunn is twenty-six. Cowboy, cowboy Wait, is but- Y2J the youngest AW champion? Oh, he still is. He still is. Okay. <laughs> Cowboy Bob Orton is 69. Ryback is 38. Peyton Royce is 27. Leo Rush is 25. Leo Rush is 25. She's a 10. Peyton Royce is 27. I'll tell you what, 100 years ago, she'd be 10 years past her prime. Disco Inferno is 51. Tanahashi is 43. Sunil Singh is 35. I want to go back and say Ryback is 38. Feed (laughs) me more! (laughs) Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the podcast. For my wife, Aaron Veggie. For my dog, Reba. Check. For Shock City Studios. Check. For Sam the Mauler Mall. Mr. Perfect's in the house. For Check. JJ Twigs. Check. For FB Eatery. Check. For Tender Mahal. For Murray the Murray Man Murray. For Two Beer Zach Pullman. For Jason Cornelius Bell. I am Bill Veggie. And hey, Vice Spoke Eastman. Check. Keep bringing them. Everybody, boo the heat. Beep! <laughs>